You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So, Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, and sitting across me, I'm going to introduce him first today. That's Ken. Mm -hmm. How's it going, Ken? One take, Neil, as per your reputation. That's true. I, I try to do as much as I can in one take without having to redo it. Uh, Jeff, how are you doing today? You're to my right. I'm very well. Just desperately looking for a pen that doesn't click. Uh, that is your... Thank you for that. Yes. Thank you for, for no clicks today. Uh, we do want clicks on the episode, but not clicks from your pen. Yeah. It only took us about 15 episodes and, and copious amounts of yelling at and me I, to figure that one and out. And I banned uh, clicker pens on the episodes. He did. He, he banned clicker pens like the boy who got uh, I'm, detention. I'm the hard ass of the show, I think. Uh, well, in, <laughs> in high school, do you remember Mr... I do. Uh, I was in a class once with him, and he was like, all right, uh, who, who's ever uh, clicking that pen? Click it one more time, and you get detention. And all of a sudden, you heard... <laughs> <laughs> and then the kid got detention. What are you doing with that pen, Neil? I, I can control myself, though. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and sitting across from us uh, is an empty uh, empty chair, because Matt is not here today. Uh, we He's we, never here. He's we never have here. this chair in memoriam. So he's in L.A. now. He's in L.A. And what's he doing today, Ken? Uh, I think he went over to uh, Man's Chinese Theater to uh, put his uh, palms in the in the wet cement, right? Yep. yep. But I think he screwed up and he did his feet instead, right? I think so. And I think he actually was like taken away by authorities, because you're not legally allowed to do that by yourself. Right. So he well, just poured his own concrete. Yeah, he brought his own concrete. Yeah, <laughs> right in the middle of the street. I'd like to see Matt mixing concrete. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, maybe that could be one of the bets. Ooh, day. I like. Actually, I would love to see that, and I hope that he gets stuck forever. Uh, so we have some very special guests uh, joining us today. We'll get to our uh, special guest host just in a minute, but I'd like to introduce our uh, contestants that are going to be playing against Jeff and Ken, uh, and that is uh, Bailey Hildebrand and her husband Dave Hildebrand. They're from Atlanta. How's it going? Hey, how's it going? Hey guys, going good. Good. So glad to have you here. Um, I'll let you introduce yourselves and and um, you know what you do out there in Atlanta. But we do want to uh, say that you just got married in May. So congratulations for that. Cheers. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, so uh, part of your honeymoon and your contract, it was to come on this podcast. Uh, we don't have <laughs> sunny skies or uh, beaches or anything like Pina that. Pina coladas. Pina coladas. But we do have all you can eat buffet. So. Oh yes. Mm can't beat that <laughs> yeah that that was in our contract <laughs> i have as much sadness and regret as that song pina coladas <laughs> yeah. uh well a sad song. escape 
<laughs> We'd like to give a shout out to uh, our friends, uh, Julia and Lauren over at Misinformation, our sister podcast, because they uh, introduced Bailey to us, or at least we had a, some sort of conversation going on uh, through through both of them. So they're awesome. So if you're not subscribed to them, please subscribe. But uh, Bailey, why don't you give us a rundown of what you both are doing in Atlanta and a little bit about yourself? Oh, awesome. Um, yeah, we moved to Atlanta about three years ago. Uh, I'm a civil engineer in Stormwater. And Dave, what about you? I'm a graphic designer and uh, work in the arts. Nice. Nice. Yeah. We're trying to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The arts is, it's fun. You guys have a great dynamic there for your couple because Bailey is, is doing some really uh, important work that I could never even touch any, any sort of engineering. And then I'm very similar to Dave uh, in the arts. Uh, and uh, you're just trying to do your best and hope people like your stuff, really. Yeah, so that's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, well, great. Uh, so uh, we'll have to talk to you about some graphic design uh, stuff for maybe our team names today or for, for Matt. I don't know. We'll have to give a robot avatar. Um, <laughs> but let's move over to our special guest host. Uh, he's coming to us from Bethesda, Maryland, just right outside of D.C. And uh, that's Brian Brensinger. How's it going, Brian? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I am. I live in Bethesda. Um, I grew up in Philly and moved here after college. Uh, I am a molecular biologist, and I'm doing a master's in uh, biomedical engineering right now. So I have no free time. Um, <laughs> so this is all I do and watch football. Um, and actually, I'm really sad Matt's not on here. I wrote two sports questions just for him, and he's not going to get to see him. Oh well, we'll we'll, we'll, uh, we'll read them to him later. Yes, we'll read yeah. them to him later. <laughs> Tuck him in with it. Yeah, uh, and uh, we're really happy to see that you have uh, a, a nice Bears poster behind you and a Bears jersey you're wearing. Oh, yeah, no, never. <laughs> I got a nice, uh, Green Bay Star Wars poster behind me. Um, it says, oh, "What does it say? Join, join us now." Yeah, the Green Bay Empire. It would make sense yeah. that Green Bay was would be Darth Vader in the Empire. So ultimately, yeah, they lose. Um, but no, I'm just. <laughs> it's just actually kidding. Aaron Rodgers in that suit. Yeah. Right. Uh, no, but he has a, he has a great, uh, Packers jersey on a Packers, uh, poster, which, you know, we love. It's a, it's a friendly rivalry here. Um, but, uh, yeah, thank you for joining us and thank both of you, uh, for being Patreon supporters. We really appreciate you're both cruiserweight champions and, um, means a lot that you donate uh, money towards the show. It helps us keep it going and keep it the best we can. So thank you so much for that. Uh, all right. So it's going to be Ken and Jeff. Now, uh, Bailey and Dave just got married. So I think their team name, if it's okay with you two, is going to be the newlyweds works for us yeah okay so what do you two want to be you guys are kind of like a married couple <laughs> yeah we've definitely uh, been told before we're like a married old couple yeah. so we're gonna be the old married couple the old married <laughs> couple all right we bicker and argue and you know deep down we love each other take after all these years take intensely romantic vacations together yeah that we have <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know was, i uh, need to turn that around <laughs> I don't know why you guys keep sending me videos of you in the hot spring together, just, you know, lamenting about things. All right. Well, we got our teams. Uh, the old. I regret nothing. From, from the Blue Lagoon in Iceland. Let's toss it to the rules guy. Yeah. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. The cream will rise to the top, oh yeah. You can almost hear the bubbles coming up, you know? Yeah, you can hear the steam, the bubbles, and he did he was it. wearing the silicon mask. I don't even know how it's possible, but I feel like through his vocal cords, I could see excellent skin. Yeah, and I feel a little warmer now. 
I, I feel warmer as well. Um, well, I'm going to be color commentary. I'm not going to play. I'm just going to uh, be over here. But if it's a, a question... Play by play. Play by play. If I know the question, I will try to answer it if it's a fun one, if you guys don't. But um, let's throw it to Brian uh, to kick things off. Um, so the first question is, uh, Ron Artest, who is now Meta World Peace, ran into the stands and threw a punch at a fan he thought threw a drink at him, but he actually hit the wrong person. This event became known as the Malice at the Palace, which two teams were playing in this game. Um, I just need one of the teams for your answer and uh, both for two two extra points. Any idea? I thought he played for the Lakers, but I could be wrong. Okay. So let's just say Lakers for our first answer. and uh, We only need one. Bonus, though. Bonus for both? Let's go with the hometown Bulls. Let's let's do it. Sure. All okay. Right. Yeah, I've got no idea. So. Okay. Miami Heat and the Cavs? There's... Okay. All right, we're going to lock in with uh, the Heat and the, I guess, the Cl- Cleveland Cavaliers. Good rivalry there, maybe. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Jeff said he thought he was on the Lakers, and then for our uh, bonus answer, we're going to go with the Bulls. Okay, so um, this happened in 2004. Um, it was actually crazy. He, like, almost killed a guy. Um, so it was uh, it was at the Palace at Auburn Hills, which is where uh, the Detroit, Detroit Pistons used to play. Um, so that was Detroit Pistons, and then they were playing the Indi- Indiana Pacers. Hmm. Oh, right. He oh. did play for the Lakers, though, right? Yes, he did. Yeah. He changed it. That's when he was Meta World Peace. Ah. All right, number yeah. two. Okay, uh, number two. So I know how much you guys love alcohol. Um, so most cocktails um, actually can be pretty easily broken down into only three components. You have a sour ingredient, a sweet ingredient, and then alcohol. Um, following this logic, a true old-fashioned um, is made of Angostura bitters, sugar, and whiskey. And it's usually either bourbon or rye. And then it's garnished with an orange peel. So for people who like alcohol with even more alcohol, there's this drink, which is Angostura bitters, sweet vermouth instead of sugar, and whiskey. Even though it's usually often rye whiskey. And then garnished with a maraschino cherry. What is the name of that drink? So if you add vermouth to it, mm-hmm. and no idea for you. I'm trying to think of anything I could think of with a maraschino cherry. New fashioned? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of sounds like an old fashioned. A new old fashioned? Uh, what's the thing with the vermouth in it? Uh, yeah, let's say a new fashioned. Okay. Or new fangled? New old fashioned? <laughs> new, new fashioned. Well, we are remembering all the drinks that we can think of that <laughs> <laughs> have darker liquor in them. Right. Um, so we are. We could, we could go like Manhattan. Something mm. like that. We're also throwing around the aviator. The aviator. Show me the blueprints. Show me the blueprints. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't have that much milk and urine. And- <laughs> <laughs> That's all I do every weekend as I sit in a movie theater naked <laughs> in a chair and just put urine in, in jars. Yeah, you want to just. Uh, I feel like Manhattan is its own classic cocktail, and this mm-hmm. is more of like a second. Yeah. yeah. Like with Pokemon, it would be. You know, Yellow. the Pearl generation. Oh, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, what about going with the, the aviator? All right, yeah, let's okay. do it. Let's well, do it. We're going to lock in with the aviator. All right. Yeah, we didn't know really on this one. I liked your, your idea of the Manhattan because I think that does have a cherry in it, but we just put the new fashion. <laughs> <laughs> so close. Um, I don't like that you called my favorite drink second class, though. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. So, uh, yeah, so this is actually one of the oldest drinks. Um, it's one of the first that's considered, like, truly American um, and one of the first cocktails to use vermouth at all. Um, it's the Manhattan. 
Oh, no. Uh, so marriage. No points, right? No, no points. No points. I'm not in a doghouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to agree with what, you know. All right. <laughs> okay, so this was, um, this is number three, and this is one of my few movie questions in here. Um, so just who was in, uh, which individual was in each of the three movies? Uh, Ender's Game, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and Pitch Perfect 2. I don't I don't know the cast of Ender's Game well enough to do this. I've never seen it, unfortunately. So let's say, so. um, let's say Nick Cage had a cameo in Pitch Perfect 2. Okay. Or John Mulaney? No, he wouldn't be in Ender's Game. Yeah, I know, it's tough. This is frustrating with all the voices that we're naming. Right. Let's say, um, let's say Elizabeth Banks. Okay. All right. All right, they're locked in. A common joke of this show is about, uh, National Treasure. So, in homage to that, we're saying uh, Nick Cage. Yeah. Go on, Nick Cage. Locked Nick Cage. In. We did talk about Nick Cage. I highly doubt that he's in Pitch Perfect 2. Maybe a, maybe a cameo. I don't know. We picked somebody who could have been a voice in Spider-Verse and is definitely in Pitch Perfect 2. And we have no idea about Ender's Game, but she does do movies like that. So, we said Elizabeth Banks. So I believe both teams were starving for the right answer, and that would be Haley Steinfeld. Oh, really? I think. It is Haley Steinfeld. Yeah. Mm. Is that a song that she does? Starving, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't get that reference. That's just a deep pop cult, pop music reference for someone. <laughs> yes. Uh, so no points there, unfortunately. I love that you were talking about Nick Cage, because they were also talking about Nick Cage a lot. So it was great. Is, is Haley Steinfeld Spider-Gwen? She's Spider-Gwen, so, yeah. Spider yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so next uh, is a literature-ish question. Um, Cat's Cradle by Kurt Vonnegut is about an author who is writing a book about the creation of the atomic bomb from the perspective of the children of fictional Dr. Honecker. Ironically, the world is nearly destroyed not by nuclear war, but because of what substance, which was also created by Dr. Honecker. A metalcore band formed in 2002 with albums including Safe is Just a Shadow, The Predator Becomes the Prey, Every Trick in the Book, and most recently 2018's The Silver Scream, was named after and shares its name with this substance. And we are locked in for sure on this one. So I know the exact thing that we're talking about, because this is my favorite Kurt Vonnegut book. However, and y'all are locked in, right? Yep. Okay, so I think it's Ice 9. Um, it's basically, it can create ice instantly. So if you want to cross a sea, you could just drop this in it would solidify and you could drive your tanks over it um but it got out of control um and i think if it's not ice nine it's it's painfully and tragically close uh <laughs> but i think we should lock in with ice nine all right yeah we're i haven't heard of the metalcore band uh named ice i nine but um i like your logic so let's do it it does sound good as a metalcore band name though and uh <laughs> we also went with ice nine Oh my gosh. So yeah, the substance, if it touches water, it uh, makes everything turn to turn to ice. Um, the band, maybe you should have said this, the band is technically called Ice, ice Nine, Nine Kills. Kills yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Oh yeah, those guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Points on the board for both teams. Also glad everybody enjoys Metalcore. Yeah. <laughs> also the best Kurt Vonnegut book. Yes, indeed, indeed. definitely. Yeah. Okay, so uh, my next, so when... Uh, you guys asked me to to be able to, to write a quiz. Um, I had my fiance write two questions. 
Um, so this is one of them. So if it's terrible, blame your her. fiance. Is that what you're saying? Is this the yeah. foot you want to get started off on? <laughs> Our game always is about new marriage, it's, you know, happy marriage, and then you're blaming your fiance over here. Yeah, I've got time. What's your fiance's name, by the way, to give a shout out? Uh, it's Lydia Helwig. I don't. She probably will listen to this, um, but I don't thank know. Thank you, if she Lydia. Will. Yes, thank you, Lydia. Okay, so this is this is from her. Um, a photo of what got over 25 million likes on Instagram, beating the over 18 million likes on a photo by Kylie Jenner. Well, what is it? the picture of? It's the most liked picture on Instagram. Well, what was it? I'm trying to remember. It was we just did really this. something stupid. Was it a stapler? No, we guessed stapler, but it was um. <laughs> <laughs> we did guess stapler. Yeah. Okay. And it was, I don't remember. I'm oh, yeah, because I said lip it. balm. Did you? Yeah, it's a stapler. Oh, okay. I think. Okay, they're locked in over right. here. We're, the, we're we're tortured here because we had this question recently and we can't. Oh. We still can't, couldn't quite think of, it. Think of yeah. it. So we're we might be wrong, but uh, we were thinking it might be a stapler. Uh, I think it was from an account on Instagram that had like one picture only, and uh, I visited it one time. I didn't like it. I think I came back like a week later and decided to like it. I think. And it's interesting because it's ironic that it it was like Twitter's uh, default profile picture. I think it is an egg. It is. Daddy's right. Yeah, so I don't really know too much about this, but I remember seeing something where people were like, Kylie Jenner got 18 million likes. What about this picture of an egg? (laughs) And it was an egg. And it got 25 million, which is... It sucks because I I wasn't even close to that. We just heard that. We we said the answer that was the wrong answer that we gave. So we don't vote ever, but we like an egg. So. <laughs> yeah. Voting was as easy as that. Exactly. Uh, after five questions, uh, it's a it's a tight game. Uh, it's just twenty to ten. So the newlyweds are in the lead. Okay. Uh, number six. Um, one of my, the few science questions in here. Uh, the corpus callosum separates what from what. Yep, we're locked in. Cool. I believe this is uh, the right and left sides of the brain. Yep, we said it. The, it's the thing that conjoins both hemispheres of the brain. Yep, it's a bundle of dark fibers that separates the left and right hemispheres. Nice. Great job. I have a hard time writing science questions because I never know what's <laughs> not science people know. So yeah. that, that wasn't terribly easy. Okay. Jeff just yeah. happened to know it. So I hope you guys like pop music. Um, in the song Closer... By the chain smokers featuring Halsey. I thought you were gonna song... say nine inch nails. I was getting excited. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that poppy hit closer. Uh, <laughs> in the song Closer by Chain Smokers featuring Halsey, uh, a song by what artist did they beat to death in Tucson? Britney Spears. Okay. Reluctant. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So beat no to idea. death in Tucson. Does that mean they sampled a song? And played over and over again within that song. So we're looking for an artist? Yes. What if it was Johnny Cash? Just because he killed a man in Reno. Hmm. Well, Reno, Nevada, Tucson, Arizona. It's close. <laughs> it, it walks the line, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, let's just log uh, in. Yeah, we'll log in with Johnny Cash. And we said Britney Spears. Wow, this song, whenever I hear it, gets stuck in my head for like three days. 
uh, I guess I'm the only one. Um, so the line from the song is, um, stay and play that Blink-182 song that we beat to death in Tucson. Okay. Oh, it rhymes. What song? <laughs> yeah, it rhymes with song, so it's not yeah. helpful at all. Okay, uh, next one, um, some geography. Uh, with nearly 48,500 people per square mile, Monaco has the highest population density of any sovereign nation. Which has the lowest? Yeah, we're locked in. What about um, Vatican City? Because I know that not a lot of people we're, live there, but it's so small. We're talking low population density. density. Yeah. So oh, we're so big. Big spaces, okay. little people. I think um, a little amount of people. I think that um, Mongolia could be an uh-huh. interesting guess because it is, uh, you know, pretty wide open. I know the population's low. It's uh, right, right there under China, mm-hmm. I guess, right around there. Um, it is. It's really huge. Um, I know Australia is big, but they have a few cities: right. uh, Sydney, Perth, you know, Adelaide. So, what do you what do you think about? I like Mongolia. Okay, we're gonna lock in with Mongolia. Um, yeah, I I'm a big fan of of countries that are uh, relatively sparsely populated. Um, the one I enjoyed in Europe is Iceland, um, but I believe the correct answer is Mongolia. It's got three million people and about half the size of China. So we said Mongolia. Yeah. So the Monaco was a clue. It is Mongolia. Um, so fun fact, um, Mongolia has five people per square mile. Um, the Vatican has 5.9 popes per square mile. <laughs> nice. So yeah, it's uh, not a lot of people. I tried finding the square, like the density of the United States, and I couldn't find like a straight answer if it was like continental U.S. or like included Alaska. So I got nothing. Okay, so this one also has some bonus points. Um, so a media franchise is anything that starts as like a book, a film, a TV show, video game, comic book, etc., and then expands to some other forms of media. So if you combine all aspects of re- of revenue from a media franchise, so this includes like box office, merchandise, everything. Uh, what is the highest-grossing media franchise of all time? And then for a bonus, give me any uh, whatever is number two or number three. Okay, we will break to discuss. Actually, I'm locked in here. For sure. Yeah, I'm pr- I'm positive. So we are throwing around. We know that we know number one. Uh, so we're throwing around our number two or number three options. Um, and we have down so far Star Wars and Hello Kitty. Which mm-hmm. imagine a mashup? That'd be great. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> So adorable. Darth Tuxedo Sam. (laughs) Yes. We can go ahead and um, lock in with our number one, and that's uh, Pokemon. And I think number two we could lock in with. And we're going to go with the classic Star Wars for number two. Uh, The old Star War. Yeah. Yeah, I remember this question was on HQ one time, and we got uh, got it wrong. Pokemon is number one, I believe, and we also went with Star Wars as our second guess. Okay, so yeah, at uh, ninety-five billion dollars, uh, Pokemon is number one, which that's crazy. Um, Star Wars is number five. Whoa. Yeah, way far down. Um, number two is Hello Kitty at eighty billion dollars. Wow. That's not. Oh my god. Which I, I shocking. Uh, and then the, well, craziest to me was number three. Winnie the Pooh is number three. Oh, wow. oh dear, poo dear. I can't, I, can't, I can't do that voice. It's too hard. Oh, oh was that? <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> the rabbit? I was trying to do Winnie the Pooh where he's like, oh, the honey. I, I can't do it. That's such a unique voice. I can't do it. I think, I think that one needs to be built in. 
Uh, yeah, I think so too. All right, so regular 10 points and uh, no bonus. Okay, so last question. Um, what element is the most abundant in the universe? Okay, we're elected. Um, so we were stuck in between hydrogen and nitrogen, but I think at the end of the day, we're locking in with hydrogen. Um, yep, we, we think it's not even close. We Ichiban, think it's, number, it's number one. one. Yep, hydrogen. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it, it is not close. Um, really, the only element in space is hydrogen, which stars then, um, through fusion, make some helium, but it's like 0.1% of the total. So it's hydrogen, and it's not close. Yep, and then when you start blowing stuff up, then it gets exciting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, famous last words. All right, <laughs> so after the first round, uh, very tight still. Uh, the newlyweds are just edging out uh, the old married couple, so it's 60 to 50 uh, going into the swing round. You know, so they still have that spark, you know? Yeah, you got, well, yeah, they still have it. They have the spark. You guys are... We're in the next phase. We're settled in. Yeah. Yeah. The honeymoon phase is over. You yeah. got to... Start working. We're in the comfortable phase. Yeah. You got to bring out the handcuffs or whatever. And we're pooping in front of each other now. <laughs> uh, is that what it, that's the, the marker? That's phase two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we go to uh, Brian's swing round that he prepared, uh, just want to remind everyone uh, we're very excited. We're going to be at TriviaCon, Sporkle's TriviaCon uh, in Vegas. So uh, make sure to go to sporkle.com, look up uh, the event page. You'll get to see a write-up of what we're doing. We're doing a sort of a fun uh, version of our game um, where everyone can play individually and, and win money and some other prizes. Uh, so we're really looking forward to that. So it'll be uh, me, Jeff, Ken, and Matt going out there, hanging out in Vegas. Uh, I'm going to be in, uh, making sure I see Penn & Teller, maybe see our friends over at uh, our, our podcast, uh, Ice Cream Social. We'll see what we do over there. But it'll be a fun time in Vegas. Can't wait to meet all of you. If we haven't met you in person, please come introduce yourselves. And we're excited to meet you and um, interact with everyone. But uh, yeah, TriviaCon, we'll be there. Look it up. And uh, yeah, uh, we're pretty excited, right, Jeff? Time for the swing round. Yeah. All right, Brian, up to you. Okay. So uh, this swing round is one of my favorite things, which is video games. Um, so I have a list of 10, um, quotes, I guess, from video games. And then I just want you to tell me like the game or franchise it's from. So like, for an example, if I say like, um, the princess is in another castle, you don't have to say like which specific Mario, mm -hmm. just like Mario, Super Mario Brothers is fine. Okay. Um, so I do have, um, both the person who said it and the year the game came out and I can give any combination of, of that or neither, okay. um, whatever you guys want. Sure. That sounds fine. Both of them? Okay. Sure. So the first one is Stay a While and Listen. by And uh, was spoken by Deckard Kane, And the game came out in the year 2000. Okay. Number two. I used to be an adventurer like you until I took an arrow in the knee. And this is spoken by various NPC guards. And the game came out in 2011. Okay. This one's a little long. Well done. Here come the test results. You are a horrible person. That's what it says. A horrible person. We weren't even testing for that. Don't let that horrible person thing discourage you. It's just a data point. If it makes you feel any better, science has now validated your birth mother's decision to abandon you on a doorstep. And that was spoken by GLaDOS, and the game came out in 2011. Uh, next one, I'm here to kick ass and chew bubblegum, and I'm all out of gum. And it was spoken by the title character, um, and the game came out in 1996. Next one, the right man in the wrong place can make all the difference in the world. And that was spoken by G-Man, and the game came out in 2004. 
Uh, next, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. And that was spoken by an unnamed old man. And the game came out in 1986. Next one, Let Them Come, Frostmourne Hungers. And it was spoken by technically Arthas Menethil. And the game came out in 2002. Okay. Uh, this one, I don't know if you guys can have to bleep this. Nothing is more badass than treating a woman with respect. And that was uh, Mr. Torg. And the game came out in 2012. Uh, next one, Do a Barrel Roll. Spoken by Peppy Hare. And the game came out in 1997. And then lastly... Um, so this is like the entire clue, and I'll say what's the actual quote. And lastly, would you kindly tell me who said, a man chooses, a slave obeys. So the quote is, a man chooses, a slave obeys. And it was spoken by Andrew Ryan, and the game was from 2007. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off, an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-Off launches April 9th. All right, I have to say this uh, swing around really turned me on, i got to say. I really enjoyed this one. So uh, let's go ahead back to the start. We'll get the questions one more time and we'll give our answers. Sure. So the first one is Stay a While and Listen. And it was spoken by Deckard Kane, and the game was from the year 2000. Yeah, voiced by not Sean Connery. Stay a while and listen. Um, That is Diablo. Probably Diablo 2. We said Fallout. Yeah, it was specifically Diablo 2, but they say it in Diablo 2 and 3, and it is Diablo. You have quite a treasure there in that Haradra cube. <laughs> okay, the next the next one. I used to be an adventurer like you until I took an arrow in the knee. And various NPC guards spoke this, and the game was from 2011. This is a game that also cost me approximately 600 hours of my life. This That's is it. Skyrim. Hey, we said Skyrim. And I had like a little lizard lady that I named Lizard Mac- Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> Yep, one of the biggest time sinks ever made. Uh, That's the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. I thought about downloading it for my Nintendo Switch, and then I realized I like living, so... Didn't, uh, Jeff, didn't you have one of those uh, cat people, and you named it Cat Stevens? I did, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the third one, the hardest part for this was deciding which quote to use. Um, So, uh, the quote that I chose was, Well done, here come the test results, you are a horrible person. (laughs) And that was GLaDOS in 2011. 
Well, when uh, Neil invited us over for this recording today, he promised there would be cake. I do not see any around here. <laughs> a lot. And so we said Portal. We also said uh, Portal, which happens to be my favorite video yeah, game of all time. Yeah, favorite game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so it was Portal 2, but yeah, Portal is right. Okay, the next one. I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of gum. And it was the title character in 1996. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're pretty sure this is uh, Duke Nukem, just being a general tough guy. That's a great answer. Uh, on the topic of General Tough Guy, we're going to go Earthworm Jim. Mm, very tough. Very close. Very toxic yeah, uh, masculinity from Earthworm Jim most of the time. Yeah, uh, almost all the lines of this game were ripped from like uh, pretty pretty bad movies. Um, so it was from a movie that they kind of stole. Um, but it was Duke Nukem, and specifically it was Duke Nukem 3D. That it's from said They it for Live, the first right? Time. From They Live, yep. That's Rod- Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah. yeah. The right man in the wrong place can make all the difference in the world. And that was spoken by G-Man in 2004. Yep, that's right. Mr. Freeman, uh, Half-Life 2 specifically, I think. But we're just going to say Half-Life. And we didn't know this one, so we guessed around that year. uh, Halo 2 came out, so we locked in with Halo 2. Uh, Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I didn't realize this until right now. I think Portal was a mod of Half-Life. Yeah, um, uh, Valve uh, made both games, so they probably yeah. took took the uh, the engines. Yeah, well, it is Half Life Two specifically, but yeah, Half Life is right. Okay, next one. Um, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this, and it was from an unnamed old man in 1986. That we believe is the Legend of Zelda. That we also believe is the Legend of Zelda. Yep, the original game, the Legend of Zelda. Right, uh, one of the first things um, you see is an old man giving you a little sword. I think. Uh, next one, Let Them Come, Frostmourne Hungers. And it was technically Arthas Manifil in 2002. Yeah, this didn't ring a bell, but it does sound vaguely zombie-like, so we said Resident Evil. And we locked in with Bioshock. Uh, no points. So this was, um, from Warcraft 3. Mm. Um, so Arthas Manifil took the sword Frostmourne and became the Lich King. Mm. Um, which is uh, like the main point of that game. So yeah, it was Warcraft 3. Okay, number 9, 8? 8. 8. Uh, nothing is more badass than treating a woman with respect. And it was Mr. Torg in 2012. Yeah, we we had no idea on this one either, so we said uh, Fallout. So we went with a game with a strong uh, female lead, and we are going to guess Lord Croft, uh, Tomb Raider. Uh, yeah, sorry, no points again. So this is um, uh, a lot of the games are like they're first-person shooter games that like try to be a little bit funny. Um, I was deciding between using a claptrap line if that um, no, helps no. anyone. This was my first guess. I th- I'm pretty sure it's uh, Borderlands. Yeah. Uh, number nine, do a barrel roll, and it's Peppy Hair. Yep, uh, Star Fox 64, classic. Yes, very classic. I think one of the first games I owned is Star Fox. Star Fox 64. And lastly, would you kindly tell me who said a man chooses, a slave obeys? And it was Andrew Ryan in 2007. And uh, this is my favorite game, and you guys said it earlier, Bioshock. Oh, man. Oh, man. We went with uh, Splinter Cell. Yep, it is Bioshock. The would you kindly is like the... uh, psychological ticker i don't know the exact word um it makes the main character do things and it was one of the best games ever bioshock yeah 
So it was a very strong uh, swing round for uh, the old married couple. They uh, they picked up 40 points there, bringing their score to 90. And they've actually taken the lead, a slight lead over the newlyweds who picked up 20 points in the swing round. And they're at 80. So it's 90 to 80 going into round two. I knew all those hours wasted were good for something. <laughs> not, waste, not wasted. They're good for free trivia points. Yeah. Okay. So starting off again with the sports question. Um and again, this one is a bit hard for a sports question, so I'm sorry. Uh, there are only two players to have at least one rushing touchdown in four different Super Bowls. Both of these players are in the Hall of Fame, and they have a combined record of two and six in those games. Um, give me any one of them for the points, and then both of them for two bonus points. Okay, they're locked in over here. So I was thinking it could be from uh, the 70s Dolphins and... I think Dan Marino was quarterback around that time. I'm not sure how many Super Bowls they went to, and I don't know how many he actually played in. And I thought that could be a good answer, um, but we're not going to do it. So we're going to lock in with uh, Emmitt Smith, and hoping that uh, the Cowboys' uh, few Super Bowls landed that. And then we're going to go with uh, Barry Sanders as our backup. How about them Cowboys? Um not a thing I remember specifically, um, so I just guessed uh, a Patriot that I thought was maybe on the team for a couple of years, uh, but didn't win with all of them, because it's possible in that span they could have been two and two. Um, so I just said uh, the law firm himself, Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis. I didn't have and, a second one. Oh, okay. Uh, so one of these teams was 0-4, and, um, and that was the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> I couldn't uh, remember running... anyone on that team. Yeah, their, their running back was named Thurman Thomas, uh, and he uh, was one of the uh, only ones to score a touchdown against the Cowboys when they started taking over their franchise, um, or like having their, their dynasty. And then the second one, you actually guys were on the right track. Uh, the second one isn't a running back, it's a quarterback, and he was 2-2 two and two in his Super Bowls, and it's John Elway. Mm-hmm. That would have been my guess because I know he had the, that famous one where he like jumped and they basically like spun him around 360. I, I... Yeah thought they were only in three i couldn't remember a fourth one because i was thinking about the broncos but i was thinking of maybe um like mccaffrey but he was a wide receiver right Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. okay um this next one um is a little bit long so i will repeat as needed uh the network showtime is trying to cash in on the success of game of thrones and they chose a pretty great foundation a fantasy book series that isn't finished yet and keeps getting delayed However, they did manage to get Lin-Manuel Miranda to write the music for the show, as music is a huge part of the main character's life in the book. What is the name of the series? Um, and a little bit of a note, the show is technic- technically set to be a prequel to the books, um, but they do have the same name. And you can either give me like the colloquial name of the series or the name of the first book. All right, so that's a little tricky because um, His Dark Materials is on HBO. It is. And it stars Lin-Manuel Miranda. Right. But um, I don't know what this other one is. We could say Sandman, maybe. Let's just say Sandman. Okay. Okay. We are going to lock in with um, His Dark Materials. Yeah, we did discuss His Dark Materials. Um, that's going to be on H or that is on HBO. It started, and it stars Lin Manuel Miranda. But I don't think he did the music. Um, so we just had to end up taking a guess. We just picked a Neil Gaiman series and said the Sandman. Hmm. Uh, none of those are right. So, uh, um, if you haven't heard or read, read these books, they are as good or better than Game of Thrones. Um, 
and the uh, the series is about like the main character. Um, they're traveling musicians, and they're um, obviously music is obviously very important to their lives. Um, and the name of the the series is called King Killer Chronicle, mm. and the first book was called Name of the Wind. Um, it's about um, a guy named Kavoth and his family. So the prequel is technically about Kavoth's parents and. Um, they're traveling band of musicians. Okay. So yeah, it's uh, King Killer Chronicle. Well, that's Patrick Rothfuss, right? Yep, it is. Yeah. They are amazing books. I do and have the first book in that series, and I've never picked it up. <laughs> Come on. It's man. awesome. It's might, might be better than Game of Thrones, but also um, he wrote the second book eight years ago and said the third would be out in a year. And it's eight years later. All right, number three. Okay, number three. Um, who was the first sitting U.S. president to visit Europe while in office? I feel like it was Madison. I feel like it was pretty early. Madison? Jefferson had a thing Jefferson did. Jefferson did. He did for sure. Yeah, why? I heard a podcast. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, um, we're going to lock in with, with FDR going to travel over for World War Two. And we're going way earlier. Um, I remember hearing specifically about uh, Jefferson traveling to France. I'm not positive it was during the presidency, but I thought it was. So we said Jefferson. Yeah, so I was shocked how late this was. Uh, Thomas Jefferson was Secretary of State when he traveled to to France. Um, And you guys were so close. Um, What happened before World War II? World War I. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So Woodrow Wilson went Mm. um, to, to sign the Paris Peace Conference in 1918. He was the first to go to Europe, which is, that's, to me, that felt super late. Yeah. Um, and he was awarded the Nobel Prize, Nobel Peace Prize, for his work with the Paris Peace Conference. Yeah. And then this is the only good transition I have. Um, so no, uh, Woodrow Wilson won his Nobel Peace Prize for the Paris Peace Conference. Um, there's two people that have won both an Oscar and a Nobel Prize. Who are they? Um, I Just one for the answer and then two for Two more bonus points. Okay. So what do you think? Um, maybe Bob Dylan for some music? Oscar and a Nobel Peace Prize. Peace Prize, Three right? Six Mafia. He said That's Peace good, Prize, right? Yeah. Oh, no, he just said Nobel Prize. I think I know this one. Well, what about uh, what about Newman? He went to one, right? Paul Newman? Oh, maybe. What about Capra? Because he won an Oscar for sure, but and he also documented war. Oh, that's cool. like on the front lines. Right, right, right. Yeah, we can we can say um, you want to do that and and Reagan in case he happened to win. I'm pretty. I know the list I, I pretty think, well. I don't think he won. So we could say, um, what was the for Capra and man. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll go Capra and Reagan. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we just took a stab in the dark. Um, we thought maybe um, Bob Dylan maybe won for uh, some song work, um, and he was famously uh, given for literature and denied the the Nobel Prize. And our second guess was uh, Paul Newman for his excellent work in the salad dressing industry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Neil, did you? Yeah, I, I was thinking maybe he kept his awards in a lockbox. So I'm going to say Al Gore. Uh, yeah, so Al Gore is actually um, one of the things that most people say. Uh, he didn't win the Oscar. Oh. He got nominated. Oh, that, oh they uh, lost the documentary, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, my dog just ran up. Um, 
Bob Dylan did win. Mm. Um, he won the Nobel Prize for literature. Um, for, for literature, for his music and poetry. And then he won for the song Things Have Changed in the movie The Wonder Boys in 2001. Oh, that's right. And the other was George Bernard Shaw. He won his Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay for writing Pygmalion, the movie Pygmalion. And he also won the Nobel Prize in Lit for writing Pygmalion. Nice. Hmm. Double dipping. I see how that goes. Yeah. (laughs) Number five. Uh, Again, this is from my wonderful fiance, Lydia. Um, Lydia. Each year... Yeah, good save. Uh, each year, a dog is crowned world's ugliest dog. Uh, this year's winner, Scamp the Tramp, um, is partially um, which national-sounding breed which has the most wins for world's ugliest dog? So we're, we're, think, we're playing on the national hint. We're trying to think of like a German Shepherd, an Australian Sheep Hound. Um, so we're, I, I remember seeing pictures of these dogs, and I feel like, they were always on the smaller side. Yeah. Um, more grim, gremlin-esque than anything. Portuguese water dog was like the Obama bo- dog. Yeah. Obama oh. dog. He's Scottish Terrier. Yeah. Okay, we're going to log in with Scottish Terrier. Yep, we kind of took the same route. We just started naming uh, nations that uh, had dogs named after them. We got around to the uh, Bulldogs, and we had a little debate about American, English, and French. And I said, uh, English Bulldogs usually look like Winston Churchill. So we said English Bulldogs. <laughs> uh, yeah, those are gross dogs. Um, but no, none of those are right. Uh, so I, I don't know anything about this. I just Googled what they look like, and they are disgusting. Um, they are called Chinese crested dogs. Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. 90% hairless, and they have like a little like tuft of fur. Yeah, They're I've disgusting. <laughs> and if any listeners have, have one of those dogs, we love all dogs here. But And please send pictures yes. of your Chinese crested Put them in the crop no. on, the, on the discussion thread for <laughs> please this. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> all right. After five, uh, only 10 points from the old married couple uh, so far this round. So it's 100 to 80. Still, still very close. Okay. Well, this should at least give Jeff some points. The circulatory system is composed primarily of the heart, arteries, capillaries, and veins. Most arteries carry oxygenated blood, and most veins deoxygenated. Which artery is the only to carry deoxygenated, and which vein is the only to carry oxygenated? I can't name a vein. Can you? (laughs) (laughs) You okay? Sorry. Doing all right over there? I just did that stupid uh, line from Roadhouse. I'm going to go drain the main vein. Sorry. You're good. Okay, we're going to lock in with carotid. Actually, we said the same thing, carotid. Okay, so um, the real definition of an artery is anything that travels away from the heart after it leaves the left ventricle, which is where it actually pumps. Mm -hmm. So almost all blood goes into the heart and then goes everywhere to get oxygen and then comes back to the veins with waste products and CO2. Uh, The only... um, difference um the when you need to get new oxygen to your blood you send it from the heart to the lungs and then the lungs come send the blood back so deoxygenated blood goes from the heart to the lungs and then oxygenated comes from the lungs back to the heart so they are the pulmonary veins and pulmonary arteries Mm. that makes perfect sense when you put it that way i should have thought about that okay number seven this is obligatory art and i don't know if it's hard um, which impressionist painter's work includes Impression Sunrise, Woman with a Parasol, and The Water Lily Pond? Okay, we're locked in. You can lock in, right? Yeah, on that. All right, we're locked in. All right, we're saying Monet. 
we said Monet. Yep, it's Claude Monet. Hey, hey. Got some points. All right. All right, number eight. Okay. Uh, no Monet my... jokes, right? No, you're good. Okay. Number eight. <laughs> uh, from my favorite uh, TV show, in the Marine Biologist episode of Seinfeld, <laughs> what item is Jerry's golden boy? <laughs> I'm locked in. I'm going to lock in with a guess. Okay. Okay, so my first thought on this was a sweater. Um, because I think it's like his special, like more special than his other sweaters. I think it's some sort of article of clothing. He doesn't wear hats. Mm -hmm. So I think it's his golden boy sweater. So we'll lock in with sweater. And, uh, I said the Superman statue because I had no idea. Oh, uh, so, uh, you guys get points. Um, it's his favorite t-shirt. Yeah. He keeps washing it and it gets, um less and less gold and then it gets destroyed and he has to go to his new favorite shirt baby blue oh. <laughs> that's always depressing yeah that's happening with these pants right now <laughs> my gold boy <laughs> <laughs> my pants okay number nine in 1066 william the conqueror became the first norman king uh, of britain after the battle of hastings in 1086 uh, william created the created Britain's first public record containing a huge survey of land holdings and is by far the most complete pre-industrial record to survive to today. What is the name of that record? That's not the Magna Carta, is That's it? That's what I was thinking. Okay. So, yeah, we just had the same idea, so. We're locked I, in. Yeah, we're locked in. I, I've heard of something called, like, the Golden Record. Was the last question about a gold? Yeah, story? so I think that my <laughs> mine might be contaminated <laughs> i like that gold. with gold <laughs> you want to lock in with um, that golden record yeah william the conqueror's golden sweater record <laughs> golden sweater record yeah we'll lock in with a uh, golden record uh we both said magna carta separately and we just said uh that sounds good I don't know what the Magna Carta is. Um, I think it was later, but I I don't know. Is that album um, by Jay Z, right? <laughs> uh, it's the Domesday Book. Ooh, the Doomsday Book. No, yeah. <laughs> is that what it, is that we said? Domesday. Dome, oh, Domesday. That's le- that's less interesting. <laughs> yeah, way less, way less cool. Okay, last one, number ten. Um, Odin in Norse mythology is often seen with his two ravens, Hugin and Munin. His spear, Gungir, Gungir, I don't know, and his eight-legged horse named Sleipnir. Who is the mother of Sleipnir, who is also the parent of Fenrir, the massive wolf, Jormungandr, the world serpent, and Hel, the goddess of the dishonored dead? We're locked in. Yeah, we're good. Oh, boy. So, shout out to Misinformation here, because I need to listen to their Norse mythology episode again, Uh, because they cover all of this. And more. But I think that this horse's parents are not horses at all. Um, It's a horse of a different color. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It sounds like a curse word. It's like Frigga. Frigga Frigga is a very popular lady in Norse mythology. Um, And I think that might be our best. Yeah, I can't be on this Yeah. So we'll lock in with uh, Frigga. I think Rebecca Black really likes her too. <laughs> yeah. It's a great song. 
Uh, yeah, so um, we're just going to give an answer that's kind of really chill. It's really low-key. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is an extra oh. weird little uh, Norse mythology thing. We think it's Loki. Yeah, it's Loki. Um, yeah, he uh, turns into a female horse to prevent um, a giant from building a wall around Asgard. Obviously. <laughs> that's what I always do when I'm trying to prevent giants from doing things. Yeah. And then he uh, has a kid and... He's the mother, technically. I think I'm going to write Norse mythology fanfic in my spare time. <laughs> <laughs> Just because anything goes. Yeah. Um, well, uh, going into the final round after regulation, uh, both teams are in triple dig. <laughs> Can you dig it? Digits. Triple digits. Uh, they're both in triple digits. Uh, so it's 100 for the newlyweds and 120 for the old married couple. So those are the points you have to work with. Uh, but before we get those categories, just uh, one thank you to all our patrons. Uh, including uh, those of, of them who are on the show today uh, with Bailey and Brian. But, uh, Jeff, how can people get in touch with us at Patreon and help uh, support the show? You can do so directly at uh, patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. Uh, we've got all of our perks listed there, so if any of them are appealing to you and you are able to support the show, um, please feel free to find the one that best fits you. Posters, character boxes, big loot crates, stickers, bonus episodes... Yep. Payoffs discounts for, on merch payoffs yeah. for bets payoffs for bets which if today is any indication we're headed the right direction <laughs> because we had one of the probably the most ridiculous bet payoffs we've ever had today and uh i think i cried afterwards so <laughs> yeah. it's definitely worth checking out uh once that one drops but come on guys we want to quit our jobs and do do more <laughs> we'll, we'll do more episodes you know if we can if we can do it so yeah uh, as our time frees up, we will dedicate more of our resources to this show. So our supporters on Patreon have allowed us to do as much as we have already done, including all of our monthly bonus episodes, our Patreon-exclusive bonus episodes, our Bloodsport miniseries. Two, which, two months of uh, over-an-hour content each week for yeah. Bloodsport. And including the video content, which Neil did all of the video editing for, and he did a hell of a job. Um, it's really great. So check Good it job, out. Neil. Thank you so Thank much you. to our patrons for making all of that and more possible. All right. So, Brian, what are those final categories? Yep. So um, these are not tricks. These are actually what they sound like they are. Um, so the first one is interesting people. Um, the second one is fun chemistry. Uh, number three is new money. Uh, number four is Kubrick. And number five is mathematicians. All the wagers are locked in. Brian, uh, take it away. Okay. Uh, number one, uh, this is interesting people. And the, a lot of these are a little long, so get ready. Um, I was given the birth name Lisanne Parish Cooks by my mother, who had been acquitted of 150 charges of conspiracy against the U.S. in the New York 21 Black Panther bombing trials just before my birth. I went on to star in the films Poetic Justice with Janet Jackson, as well as in the film Juice. I dated Madonna and allegedly had an affair with Wendy Houston. Um, this was all in addition to everything else that I did that I'm much more famous for. Um, also, a note that New York Black Panthers is not a hint. I am notoriously considered from the West Coast. Okay. Uh, fun chemistry. Um, large numbers of families of drugs are first isolated from a naturally occurring compound, and then the side chains are altered to change how the drug works. Morphine was first extracted from opium in the early 1800s and was widely used as a painkiller, but quickly became known for its very addictive properties during the U.S. Civil War. In 1874, C.R. Alder Wright believed he had created a drug with the same pain-killing properties, but none of the addictive side effects. What drug did Wright create, which was sold by Bayer for nearly 20 years? Okay. 
Next question. Number three is new money. Uh, Facebook announced its plans to propose a new cryptocurrency set to be released in 2020. It initially received backing from companies such as PayPal, Visa, eBay, and MasterCard when the currency was announced in June 2019, but they all backed out before the very first meeting in October 2019. What is the name of this cryptocurrency? Okay, number four, Kubrick. Uh, It's pretty well known that Kubrick only has one Oscar win, but what movie did he earn a Razzie nomination for? And number five, uh, in mathematicians, which mathematician derived a namesake equation that established a relationship between real numbers in the form of trig functions and imaginary numbers in the form of exponentials? Even more incredibly, he did almost all this work nearly completely blind. Okay, we'll uh, talk about these questions and we'll be back with the answers. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. And the answers are locked in at this point. So let's get the questions one more time, see how we did. Okay. Uh, The first one, interesting people. I was given the birth name Lisanne Parrish Cooks by my mother who had been acquitted of 150 charges of conspiracy against the United States in the New York 21 Black Panther bombings trial just before my birth. I went on to star in Poetic Justice with Janet Jackson, as well in the film Juice. I dated Madonna and allegedly had an affair with Whitney Houston. And this was all in addition to everything else that I'm more famous for. Um, And then also the New York is not a hint. I am from the West Coast or known for being from the West Coast. All right. For this one, uh, we wagered 10 and we said Tupac Shakur. We also wagered 10 and uh, said Tupac. Yep, it's Tupac Shakur. I did not know that was not his real name. Um, So next one, fun chemistry. Um, A large number of families of drugs are first isolated from naturally occurring compounds, and then the side chains are altered to change how well the drug works. Uh, Morphine was first extracted from opium in the early 1800s and was widely used as a painkiller, but quickly became known for its addictive properties during the U.S. Civil War. 
1874, C.R. Alder Wright believed he had created a drug with the same pain-killing properties, but none of the addictive side effects. What drug did he create? And Baylor sold for nearly 20 years. Yeah, so um, for 10 points, I remember a, a scene in uh, the great, uh, uh, unfortunately canceled show, The Nick, um, where they finally get him off of uh, cocaine. And uh, they're like, here's this new thing that'll make you feel good. And, uh, you know, it's fine. You know, you could do it as much as you want. And it's heroin. <laughs> That's what I wrote down. Man. Yeah, I think you're right on that. We uh, bet 10 points and we went with Bayer's aspirin. Uh, yes, I think you can still buy aspirin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, it's heroin. They thought it would be not addictive at all. And it definitely is. Um <laughs> So actually, the, the real chemical name for heroin is diamorphine. So it is almost exactly the same, same compound as morphine. Okay, uh, number three, new money. Uh, Facebook announced its plans to propose a new cryptocurrency set to, to be released in 2020. It initially received backing from companies like PayPal, Visa, eBay, and MasterCard uh, when the, uh, the cryptocurrency was announced in June 2019. But they all backed out before the very first meeting in October 2019. What is the name of the cryptocurrency? Yeah, for another 10 points. Uh, we weren't too sure on this one, but we thought maybe um, Facebook and uh, Zuckerberg wanted to honor the man who portrayed uh, Mark Zuckerberg so well in Social Network. <laughs> we said that these are called Jesse Eisenbucks. Nice. Uh, so we uh, bet five on this, and we've heard this before, um, but couldn't recall it, and we think it has something to do with coins, so we said friend coin. Oh, so close. So this was actually colloquially, colloquially called Zuckbucks um, for a while. Um, didn't stick, I guess. Uh, but the answer is Libra. Libra. Uh, I had an L thing stuck in my head, but I had never gotten it. Mm. Yeah, it's not. It's probably never going to be released anymore. Um, but who knows? Um, number four is Kubrick. Um, it's pretty well known. Kubrick has only won one Oscar. But what movie did he earn a Razzie nomination for? Yeah, you kind of threw me with this question. We wagered a big 30 on this one because I fancy myself a Kubrick fan. Um, so I figure the Razzies haven't been around a super long time. Uh, so we're probably looking at uh, Eyes Wide Shut era. But I really like Eyes Wide Shut. I don't think that would be a Razzie uh, nominee. And uh, I know that um, he had a hand in AI, but unfortunately he died so that uh, Spielberg took it over. But AI was not very well received, so we said AI. And we bet 30 points as well, and um, we said eyes wide shut. Yeah, so this one was shocking to me when I found it out, um, and I didn't know if it was like just like a thing people knew. Um, but the answer is The Shining. Um, oh. Apparently people hated it when it was released in 1980 and um, took a long time to be accepted as a good movie you stupid bastards <laughs> <laughs> movie More critics shining for us. light of my life just yeah. saw dr sleep pretty good the sequel oh yeah okay and then the last one uh mathematicians what mathematician derived a namesake equation that established a relationship between real numbers in the form of trig functions and imaginary numbers in the form of exponentials uh, even more incredibly he did all this work nearly blind well, uh, we didn't wager anything, but uh, I guess Jeff just felt like naming a football team. Yeah. And, and a hockey team. I said the Oiler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, um, 
I think that this is uh, one equals e t- uh, to the pi i, if I'm remembering that right. Oh, uh, yeah, right, right. E to the i pi, like yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's... we also said Euler. Yep, it's Leonard Euler and his uh, Euler's equation. And yeah, like you had issues and went blind at like 30. And like almost all of his work was after he was blind. E to the i, I pi is negative one, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. if you solve for one. Um, so we bet 20 on that. Okay, after a uh, thrilling uh, final round there, it was very, very close. Uh, but it looks like the newlyweds are going to leave the game with 85 points. And uh, just besting them by 15 points are the old married couple with 100 and today's cream of the crop. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. It's a very close game. Ooh. Great job, dear. Well done. <laughs> I was congratulating the other team. Always stands <laughs> the test. So the old married couple, any advice for the newlyweds and the soon-to-be newlywed in our host, Brian? You know, through the tough times, just got to, you know, stick it out. Remember why you fell in love in the first place. Take take some nice trips. I'd recommend uh, Iceland. You can maybe go, go to uh, Banff National Park. You know, keeps the spark alive. That was very sweet. Jeff? Oh, I'm just in denial. <laughs> <laughs> they're all very good advice. Uh, well, let's start with our, our special guests, uh, Dave and Bailey. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you to uh, Julian Lauren and Misinformation for um, telling you, telling us and, and you to uh, join us on the show. But uh, anyone you'd like to say hi to? Any last words? Any uh, any parting words? Uh, oh, thanks, thanks again for having us, yeah. guys. That was a blast. Um, listen to you uh, as much as we can. So keep coming up with that good content. And actually, we um, on our way to get engaged, we uh, drove up to the mountains and we were listening to a Triviality episode. So all, it was all thanks to us. It was all thanks <laughs> to us. That's what I heard. We set, the, we set the scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He'd been carrying around that ring and thought, now's the time. Now's the time. Mm. No, our subliminal messages work. <laughs> yeah. If Ken, and Jeff, if Ken and Jeff can make it work. Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for listening to us and, and supporting the show uh, on Patreon as well. We really appreciate it. Uh, and uh, Brian, thank you very much for that game. It was. Uh, I'm just glad I. I'm glad I was listening and not playing because I didn't know a lot of them. But I was able. The ones I did know, I felt good about, and it didn't matter for any points. So thank you for that. But um, any any last words? Any shout outs? No. Uh, thanks for letting me do this. It was one of the first times. Um, I I used to be able to write questions for Fleetwit for like Seinfeld and Game of Thrones and stuff. But this was the first time I could actually like tell them two people nice that's sweet it was was fun great thanks so much that was fun thank you and uh thank you again uh as well for being a patreon supporter we really appreciate it um for matt who's at uh, man's chinese theater hopefully uh he was able to make a getaway and if not uh someone can pick him up his feet are stuck in the concrete he left him in too long yeah he's they're gonna need a crane (laughs) to get him out um but uh jeff ken uh great job today's cream of the crop and then thank you to uh bailey dave and brian my name is neil and that was triviality and then just finishing this list uh number four is mickey mouse Mm. and then number number six um i think this is a japan only thing really it's on pan man on pin man on pan man the series follows the adventures of on pan man a superhero with an on pan a bean jam filled pastry for a head who protects the world from an evil anthropomorphic germ named Viking man <laughs> that sounds japanese only okay